Welcome to Day 313 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with Matt Kresge and David Keefe. We continue in the Gospel of John, and as in all of the Gospels, the closer we you know, get to the cross, the more we sense the tension building. And you have several levels of tension, you know, tension in, in the Gospel of John. Uh, you have many of Jesus' followers who have been enamored with his teaching and with his miracles, you know, that are slowly peeling away. And so you have a few, just a handful left. His popularity is, you know, is, is dying greatly. And, of course, the teachers of the law have heard him make statements in which he talks about intimacy with the Father, uh, you know, that is far too intimate for them, uh, that he sees himself as equal, you know, with the Father, so not only uh, do they want to put him to death because his miracles and his popularity, but also because of his claims, you know, being you know, blasphemous. So we come you know, to chapter 7, and you feel tension within Jesus' family. And Jesus' own family here kind of mock him. Uh, they're kind of pushing him to, to the forefront. We know from the synoptic gospels that at one time they tried to come and take him you know, from Capernaum and, and just you know, take him back home. Because they thought, you know, the way that he was uh, conducting his life and his ministry was just insane. And, and so we see the tension growing as we come here. And then, of course, we see the tension again with the teachers of the law as well. So we come to John chapter 7. Uh, before we read, let's do as we always do. Let's pause to realize that this is a holy moment in which we give ourselves and uh, this moment, you know, to the Lord. So, Matt, you mind lifting yeah, us up? Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this moment uh, where we get to draw near to you and and hear from your word. And so, Father, would you speak to us, use your word um, as you see fit to to convict us of sin, to encourage us in the gospel, to remind us of of who you are. Um, Father, help us to to see Jesus. We're aware, as we've been reading John, that at times we can see and and not see, we can hear and not hear. And so we need your spirit um, to give us eyes to see and ears to hear. God, use your word. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. After this, Jesus went around in Galilee. He did not want to go about in Judea because the Jewish leaders were looking for a way to kill him. But when the Jewish festival of tabernacles was near, Jesus' brother said to him, Leave Galilee and go to Judea so that your disciples there may see the works that you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, sow yourself to the world, for even his own brothers did not believe in him. Therefore Jesus told them, My time is not yet here. For you any time will do. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me, because I testify that its works are evil. You go to the festival. I'm not going up to this festival, because my time is not yet fully come. After he had said this, he stayed in Galilee. After, after his brothers had left for the festival, he went also, not publicly, but in secret. Now at the festival, the Jewish leaders were watching for Jesus and asking, where is he? Among the crowds, there was widespread whispering about him. Some said, he is a good man. Others replied, no, he deceives the people. But no one would say anything publicly about him for fear of their leaders. Not until halfway through the festival did Jesus go up to the temple court and begin to teach. The Jews were amazed and asked, How did this man get such learning without having been taught? Jesus answered, My teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. Whoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. 
Has not Moses given you the law, yet none of you keeps the law? Why are you trying to kill me? You're demon-possessed, the crowd answered. Who's trying to kill you? Jesus said to them, I did one miracle, and you are all amazed. Yet because Moses gave you circumcision, though it actually did not come from Moses, but from the patriarchs, you circumcise a boy on the Sabbath. Now if a boy can be circumcised on the Sabbath, so that the law of Moses may not be broken, why are you angry with me for healing a man's whole body on the Sabbath? Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. The sad part about this, of course, is that the interaction, you know, all of it's sad, the interaction with the leaders. Uh, but uh, you have a sense, you know, that uh, Jesus' brothers, you know, are, are, are mocking him a bit, pushing him a bit. They they have seen the works, but they're like so many other people in the Gospel of John. They, they've seen the works, and, and they do not believe. And uh, they may be pushing him to become, you know, more of a public figure. Although, like we said in the Gospels at one time, they said, this is too much public. We need to take you home. Uh, but you really have kind of a fickle and a thing of his, his, his brothers and his family not believing until, you know, after after the resurrection. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of nice statements in there. You know, my time has not yet come. Literally, my hour has not yet come. This is not the moment for me. God will reveal me the way that he desires to reveal me. The Father will reveal me the way he desires to reveal me at his appointed time, not as your appointed time. Uh, and then uh, also, and he said, you know, for you, there's nothing at stake because you're part of the world. The world will love you because I challenge the very heartbeat you know, of this world and the values of this world, the world will hate me and, and does you know want to put me to death. And so we learn you know something you know here that a lot of times our our protest against the gospel is not an intellectual protest but a moral protest. It it does reveal us and expose us and uh, we resist it not because it doesn't you know make sense but because it it, it challenges us in ways we're not willing to respond. Mm-hmm. You see the just kind of misplaced hope and expectation, too, of, of all these people. The last few chapters we see, you know, Jesus has to retreat to a mountain because people, he feels, you know, people want to make me an earthly king now. Right. And then you get, you know, the disciples, many disciples desert Jesus because they're just like, this is not what we signed up for, you know. And it, and I'm sure, like, his brothers are probably watching his family and others, you know, wondering, why is everyone peeling away from Jesus? Why, why won't he just do what he's come to do? Why won't he be the king that we know he is? You know, and maybe for the brothers, they're thinking he's just, you know, he think they think he's out of his mind, you know. So for them to just think, well, this is crazy, you know, and almost putting him to the test, just show up and be the public figure you're supposed to be, you know. I I get the the frustration that is there, but it, because it's they're they're missing who Jesus actually is and what he's actually come to and, do. And, and obviously, you know, something we need to be very careful about that we uh, we don't take Jesus yeah. and make him into yeah. fashion him into the kind of king we want. Rather than the Lord and the Messiah, you know that he that he is, and and to hear his word as it exposes us, uh, and as it uh, you know reaches the deeper parts of you know, deeper parts of our life and who who we are. Yeah, that was a great reminder to not just kind of put our timeline on Jesus, like his brothers seem to kind of be doing. Like mm-hmm. I need this to happen now because um, that's what I want. But rather, as Christ shows us to to trust the Father, um, to be dependent on the Father. As we've already said, like. Or as Jesus said earlier, you know, he went, he came to do the will of the Father, not just the will of his brothers right here. You know, he wants to do the will of the Father. And so I think there's a lot to learn there from Christ and, and so thankful for his example in that. Well, it's subtle, too, the way they kind of 
accuse him. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. You know, it's almost like we're, we're looking out for you. Yeah, but it's really their expectations that are being exposed. And, and I think, I mean, for us, y'all, y'all nailed it. There's times where I think we grow frustrated with God's timing or his purposes or his plan. And, and we do it as if like, well, God, I'm, I'm looking out for you. I'm trying to be faithful to you. You know, and it's really our sins just is being exposed in that moment. But we're, we're masking it. And so he goes there in secret. (laughs) (laughs) And and you have a a nice instance, you know, as the crowds hear him, they're absolutely amazed, you know, at his, at his teaching. Uh, And because we we know from reading his teaching that he has the heart of God revealed, you know, he's not as as pedigreed. And, you know, I came from this, you know, this line of rabbis and I've read these commentaries, but simply speaks, you know, from the heart of God to the heart of the law. And uh, reveals you know the very heart and the character of the law, and, and you hear him answer, you know, my teaching is not my own; it comes from the one who sent me. Yeah. And, and I love verse seventeen: anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or, or whether I speak on my own. And, and of course, the ultimate you know test is the test of of, of obedience. Mm-hmm. And and you're going to have that uh, a little bit later in the upper room, you know, discourse. You know, Jesus is going to say to his disciples. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself you know, to them. Uh, the more that we trust him, the more we do his will, the more we do his will, the more certain we become of who he is and of the beauty of his will and the things that he has called us to do. So we, uh, we, we, we test God's word by walking in obedience to it. Mm. Psalmist said, come and taste and see know that the Lord is good mm-hmm. and that's an invitation we have from Jesus here as well yeah. you know, there's a great kind of irony in the text as well you know the people are celebrating the, the festival of the tabernacle being reminded of God's presence you know um, amongst uh, uh, the people um, after the exodus experience and and yet here it is you know John opens his gospel with with God having come and now tabernacled among the people. And here they are remembering this festival and celebrating it, and they're missing the very God who is, again, tabernacling right. amongst them. He's but, demon-possessed. And, and yeah. it's, you know, it's a, there's a combination there. You know, it's a celebration of you, you being a tabernacle to be reminded of how God sustains you through the wilderness. <laughs> but there's also a harvest festival. So you're celebrating the bounty of God after he has yeah. brought you into the good land and after he has given you the bounty that he has promised, you know, to you know, to give you, and, and of course, is a picture, you know, of Jesus and, and of the goodness and the grace that we have found, you know, there ain't any found in him. And then you have, you know, this nice little incident where and they're going back, you know, to chapter five for us, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the healing of the man at the pool where uh, the Pharisees are a little bit upset <coughs> because, you know, the guy picked up his mat and walked rather than rejoicing in the fact that, wow, this man is walking. Yeah. You know, for 38 years and rejoicing that God has come near and that God is restoring and making, you know, making you know, people whole. And, and they said, you, you you do your own thing on the Sabbath. Now God is doing his thing on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And, of course, his thing on the Sabbath is to restore and to, to make whole. And we have in the other Gospels, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, God, you know, did not create man for the Sabbath, but Sabbath for man. 
to enter into the rest of God, to enter into the grace of God, and to enter into the shalom and the wholeness of God. And these guys have, have resisted it. And of course, he says, come on, learn how to you know, make true judgments. Hmm. Know who your father is. Then you know we'll know what the Sabbath is for. No, I mean, they would do the circumcision on the Sabbath, and then Jesus says, well, why are you mad at me for healing a whole man's body? You know, and what a display of the heart of God that he's not after just this religious performance, but he's after mercy and, and love and compassion for, for neighbor and, and for others, which yeah. Christ shows so well in, in chapter 5, but then reminds us of again here. And then, of course, in Matthew and Mark and Luke, Jesus also reminds them if you if you have an ox or a sheep and it falls yeah. into the ditch, you're going to take care of your ox and sheep. And uh, God has a heart, you know, for, for, for his people that's far bigger than the heart that you have for an ox or a sheep. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a beautiful picture of who he is. It's been fun. And, and of course, there's a lot that uh, we, we're, we're not covering here, but that uh, John is real rich and really brings us to the heart of the gospel in so many ways, you know, that we trust in, believe in, follow, and, and love the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Matt, do you mind closing us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do thank you again for time in your word. Thank you for the beauty of, of who Jesus is and um, and seeing him on display. Often reminded that we do um, desire <clears throat> a different will, a different kingdom. And, and Father, we along with, with Jesus, need, need to pray that your kingdom would come and your will would be done, that we would reorient ourselves. And so, Father, we ask that you would continue to do that. Um, remind us of, of who you are. Thank you for this time and your word together. Uh, would you continue to use it? We love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.